Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs across Canada. I'm Phil Bliss, the founder of Canada's podcast, and today I'm coming to you from Toronto. Today, we're going to meet Shannon Ferguson, who's the CEO and co-founder of Fansaves, and Chris McCarthy, the other co-founder and COO of Fansaves. Fansaves is a couponing platform that features discounts and deals from sponsors and affiliated brands of sports teams. So let's find out more about the entrepreneurial stories behind Fansaves. Shannon and Chris, welcome to Canada's podcast. Uh, great to see you sitting in Cornwall, Ontario, which is, uh, you know, really spreading the enterprise around rather than just that hub called the GTHA kind of thing, which is where I am. Um, so as I do always, uh, before I get, we get too deep into, into a sort of dialogue, uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourselves, what you do, how you got here, and Shannon, seeing as you're the CEO, technically, why don't you kick off? Okay. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We're so happy to be here today. Um, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of Fansaves, and Chris is here as well. Um, I'll let him, or I'll, I'll throw it to him to introduce himself afterwards. But um, yeah, for me, growing up um, as the daughter of an entrepreneur, I kind of really makes sense that I ended up uh, where I am today. And uh, creating fan saves five years ago really came from an, um, a need that we felt when we worked in minor professional hockey. Um, so I'll pass it over to Chris and he'll kind of explain um, how fan saves began. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Philip, for having us. Um, you know, Fancy has really started um, while Shannon and I were both working in the front office for two minor professional hockey teams. And, you know, in the summertime, we were out selling sponsorship and we kept running into the same problem where businesses wanted more from their sponsorship, not just the traditional inventory. So we set out to solve this problem and we created Fancy's as a solution. And five years later, we're working with teams all over North America and uh, professional leagues all across North America. So it's two big sports fans. We love what we do, and we're really excited about uh, the business that we're growing. Well, why did you take, I mean, why, okay, Shannon, you, you just said you're the daughter of an entrepreneur, but, you know, you, you also were already in the sports world. You could have stayed there and just progressed as people do from, from one league, you know, up and up kind, kind of thing um wh why did you decide to take the take the risk yeah so um uh, fansaves is actually my second company um i started my first company which was a marketing and events company um about seven months after my mom passed away and i was really lost i had been working in in marketing and sports marketing for a while and ended up coming back to my hometown in cornwall and really couldn't find my place in 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 the city of where I wanted to work um, and decided, hey, I'm going to start my own business because uh, I knew it, might, it would be what my mom wanted. Um, and then it was um, through that job, through that um, my, my business that I actually took on uh, these minor professional hockey teams as uh, one of my clients. And Chris was actually a player on one of the teams. Um, and I didn't even really know who he was. And then like, I'll throw to him. 
because he ended up breaking his finger in a fight and that kind of ended up changing everything <laughs> yeah like we really didn't set out to like create this company to work with all these teams in North America, we were really just trying to solve our own problem. That was business owners wanted a way to be able to track return on investment, digitally activate our fans and collect customer analytics. But then once we started talking to other teams and we looked elsewhere in the sports industry, we found that a lot of teams had the same problem. So we said, why don't we like, you know, expand and, and try to help more teams. And then it just grew into this business that it is today where we get to work with teams and members of the front office on a daily basis. And, you know, like I said earlier, we're both big, big, big sports fans. So it's just super fulfilling and uh, every day is different and we just love what we do. But going back to when Chris broke his finger, like he, you know, came into the front office, he had had front office experience. Um, and like, like um, I was saying, literally we uh, took over all of the marketing, all of the sponsorship of this team uh, that we were working for. And it was in that summer that we were, again, selling sponsorship. And a lot of these businesses were saying these things. And we said, well, we are working on commission. We need to make more money for ourselves. Let's like make an app and, uh, and offer our fans discounts and deals from our sponsors as something on top of like scoreboard ads and rink boards to sell. So, you know, it really started. We didn't even know we were a startup. We're like, oh, we'll just start a little company. And then it's grown to what it is today. And I mean, what's interesting is your business partners and life partners, which, you know, I think that's part of your story. So I think you should say how, talk a little bit, because, you know, there's lots of other people that might think, no, no, you know, how, how does that work? I mean, I mean it's, uh, I, I'm interested to get that. I, I haven't had that perspective on, on any of the interviews I've done. Yeah, Shannon actually mentioned the story of how I broke my finger. It's true. I don't know if you can see that. It's still crooked. I got that. When I point, I have to account for the curve. Yeah, I, got, I, got uh, <laughs> I feel like Dr. Book sometimes. Um, but when I when I broke my finger playing, I was going to miss 11 weeks of the season. So the owner and GM uh, made me the sales and marketing director, and Shannon was doing some of the marketing for the team. So we met, and I remember right away, we just clicked. We just had a mind meld. We were like finishing each other's sentences in this first meeting. And I knew right from that moment that we were going to have a special relationship and, and do a lot of great things together. And then, um, you know, the relationship really came first, but it also kind of happened simultaneously as we were working together. Um, and then the business came after after we you know found this this pain point. So I always say the best thing that ever happened to me was breaking my finger. And I always... Uh, you know, got I got the bone, the broken bone to prove it. <laughs> well, what I mean, you you've been at this for five years. You know, uh, you you you've established yourself. Um, you know what what's the vision you've got for the next five years? Where do you where do you take it now? We have always had such a big vision for fan saves. Again, like even when we first started. We said, oh my God, I think we have something here. So we uh, we just want to continue growing fan saves. We want everyone, uh, not just you know, the the clients, which are our the teams that we partner with, we don't want just them to benefit from fan saves because it's also their sponsors and it's also the fans. So we have three main stakeholders. And ideally, we want everyone benefiting 
from fan saves and being able to engage with these sponsors in a way that right now they can't. A lot of people do not know who the the sponsors of their favorite teams are. 90% of sports fans can't name more than five of their favorite team sponsors. And that's a huge problem. So for us, you know, we're hyper-focused on sports right now, but we've also tested and validated and worked with other verticals. So we always like to say everyone is a fan of something. Um, And in the next five years, we want to just continue expanding, um, expanding on that. And we want to continue growing and, you know, get everyone excited about being a fan and saving money. And also, add like right now we're hyper focused on professional sports, and like Shannon mentioned, we're starting to break out into other verticals uh, here in North America. But over the next five years and beyond, we really see this becoming a global company. And you think of like soccer, or football, sorry, in in Europe, or cricket in India, or baseball in Japan. There's all of these opportunities worldwide um, that our platform can support. So we really see this being a global business. That's interesting. I mean, you, so you've gone you've gone through the five years. What's been the greatest challenge that you face in the business up to date? You know, you you you're still here. We were talking about that, but what's been you know what's been the big one that you managed to overcome? Uh, we always talk about this. Um, we're non-technical co-founders, so I had a little bit of experience, uh, you know, designing websites and creating websites, but that was as far as my technical experience went. Um, Nothing with apps, no coding. So when we decided like our first, uh, our first, you know, platform was just a mobile app. Now it's of of course expanded to uh, beyond that, but being non-technical co-founders and having to throw ourselves into this world of tech and really learn along the way and make big mistakes, uh, spend a lot of money on in the wrong place, hire the wrong people and learn from it. Um, for us, that was just a lot to overcome because we had the marketing skills, we had the sales skills, we had the business growing and building out, but our platform was always just like crawling a little bit behind. But fortunately, about three years ago, we um, we had an amazing development team join us. And uh, it's, yeah, just over three years now. And they've been so great. And, you know, I've taken the lead on the project manage- management for that. And I always say, oh my God, I've learned so much from the beginning. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the pandemic, being a B2B SaaS company in sports, uh, you know, in March 2020, when the NBA shut down, that was like our moment where we were like, "Uh uh-oh, and then everything else followed all the other leagues. So we went almost two years with teams that had their seasons canceled, businesses were not open for business, you know, customers weren't in store shopping. So that was our whole business model, the three stakeholders. So it really busted our model. But um, one of the things we were able to do was start a gift certificate program nationwide. Um, that did really well. It garnered us a lot of like a lot of media and, and or media, which was great to keep our brand alive. Um, and then we also started our own podcast called Living the Startup, where we feature other startup founders and talk about their experiences. So that also created a lot of content. And we were able to scrape our way through. And then eventually up here in Canada, we were behind the states in opening back up. There was still a lot of capacity restrictions and things like that. So um, once you know things started to open up in the states, we really focused our energy um, in 2021 and 2022 on professional sports in North America. And we were able to get enough traction to keep us alive. And now we're thriving um, as as everything is open back up and sports are back to normal. So, you know, if you, if you go back to say year two, what would you have done differently, if anything? 
I mean, year two was 2019 for us. Uh, year one, we had a completely like unsellable product. When we talk about like the tech of it, I mean, we had something that validated our our product. Mm -hmm. We had an MVP, uh, but it wasn't really at the point where it was sellable. So year two, we finally got this like semi-sellable product. Um, it allowed us to do a lot of validation. It allowed us to really, you know, have our first year of sales um, and and realize that people would pay for this, that these these partners would pay for it. Um, so, I mean, I, I'd hate to say that we'd ever go back and change anything because everything kind of had to happen how it did to get us to this point. Um, and it's just, it's been all kind of part of the journey. I was going to say the same thing. You learn so much from those early mistakes and those mistakes are what make you better, right? So overcoming uh, overcoming adversity, being resilient, being scrappy, these are things that we really pride ourselves on. Um, so if I could go back in a time machine, I don't know if I would uh, change anything at all. In terms of m mentorship, you said, you said you, you, your father was an entrepreneur. Is there, I mean, I found that I've had a couple of people in my life who've given me advice and well, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I still have it. it. You know, it's still there. Okay. okay. You guys sort of got that kind of thing where there's some sort of deep seated advice that you got given. Yeah. Could have been yesterday, could have been five years ago, could have been 10 that you still carry around. Uh, yeah, for I mean, I know for me, I have a sign uh, that um, okay. that was made for me on my desk, and it's from my mom. So my mom was a single mom. Uh, she was the entrepreneur in my life, okay. and and her the sign, um, you know, says keep your head up and one foot in front of the other. And I think being an entrepreneur and being a startup founder, it's really sometimes like you have the big vision and you have you know where you want to go, but oftentimes it's literally just putting that one foot, getting to the next day, putting that one foot in front of the other um and no and sometimes you don't know what what's about to come you just have to focus on that next step and getting over that next hurdle so um that's a really big thing i keep with me especially on those hard days it's like just get to tomorrow <laughs> and yeah for me like i never really had any like influential people on like the entrepreneurial side but one of the things that we've done to kind of like um, educate ourselves and and help us along th through this journey was add advisors to our advisory board. So I remember the first time we heard this term advisory board, we were like, what is this? And um, now we have, I think, over 12 advisors that are on our advisory board that really are on the board because they see the vision, they believe in Shannon and I, and they just want to help us throughout this journey. So um, we've really diversified our advisory board. We have people that can help us on the tech side. There's people that can help us on the PR side sales side, sports side, you name it. We've got mm -hmm. someone to go to if there's ever a big challenge that we're not able to solve ourselves or want to kind of refer to. So that's really helped us keep us between the lines um, and really help grow our business today. Okay. So what advice would you give somebody that was sort of back where you were five years ago, you, you know, that might help them, you think, you know, get get to where you are now? With a little less learning, <laughs> Chris, you can you can start if you want. 
be patient uh, is one thing I would say. I mean, like I remember one of our early pitch decks were like, we're going to make a million within three years. And we were just so ignorant. We didn't know like what, what a startup was. We were just, you know, trying to grow a business out of nothing kind of thing. So um, I would say be patient. You know, we're five years in now. We're just starting to see like significant traction um, with our business, which is really exciting. But, you know, we never expected a pandemic that was going to last two years. Right. So we I think people want that that short term success. But I don't think people realize like how much effort goes into it and, you know, how long it can take for your business to become successful. So I would say be patient would be the thing that I would say. What about you, Shannon? Um, I would say just start, you know, whether it's just starting the business or just starting a new project or just starting to build out a new part of your platform or your product. Um, maybe it's even just starting to create more content for social media. So many times um, entrepreneurs and people in general get in their own way because they're nervous to, you know, take that leap or they they just, they don't want to fail. So they just don't start. Uh, so I always tell people, you know, just start, just do it. Uh, just, just do it. Nike said it best, right? <laughs> So let's just let's let's move away from the the profound stuff um, to just some simple questions. The, the, tell people a lot about you, kind of thing. Uh, you're gonna have to answer these separately. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, if you weren't doing what you were doing, what you're doing now, what would you be doing instead? You'd be playing hockey, Chris, I guess that's about it. <laughs> I'm still playing hockey. I'm still, uh, still dusting it up on Friday nights out there. No, I, I always thought like I would have a career in the front office of a professional sports team. I'm a diehard Ottawa Senators fan, and I grew up in Ottawa, so I always thought I would have a career working in sports. And mm. I guess I was right. At the end of the day, I get to work with sports teams all over. But uh, definitely being a huge sports fan, I think uh, that's the industry that I would have ended up in. What about you, Shannon? Uh, definitely, uh, you know, with a background in sports, growing up myself, playing competitive hockey, uh, starting my career in sports marketing, um, probably would have ended up there. But I also did go to, to school for broadcast journalism. And I, I hosted a TV show for a while. I was working so, as a yeah. freelance freelance journalist. Um, and, you know, I still do a lot of like uh, public speaking and, and things like that. So, um, you know, it's really cool at this point where I can kind of be on podcasts and do this these things together. So I think if I weren't doing this, I'd probably jump back into uh, the the broadcasting thing because I love interviewing and talking to people. So are you morning or night people, or do you have different biorhythms? <laughs> both of you. So I am a night owl. I um, yeah, I'm definitely the night the night person, um, and. Chris is a morning person, but it really works for us. Um, you know, it, it gives us some time apart too when the other is still sleeping a little bit. So uh, it's actually a, a really good fit. Um, and Chris, I don't know if you're going to add to that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I'm usually up a couple hours before Shannon, and she's usually awake a couple hours after I'm asleep or passed out on the couch after an episode of Criminal Minds after a long day. So uh, it works out, you know, like we're always excited to wake up and talk to each other because we've come across something or something's happen and we want to tell the other person so uh, it really works out what about you know books podcasts what would you what, what are you currently listening to or reading or uh, what would you recommend that that have been you know uh, sort of instrumental in some some of your actions basically 
how long do you have? <laughs> um, well, I just, uh, if we were at, in, in my office, I actually have a, a bookshelf behind me um, with, it's like my own personal library and I love reading. So I just finished Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book by James Clear. Uh, it's literally been a game changer for me. Um, and then I'm reading for the third time uh, a book called uh, You're a Badass at Making Money. Uh, it's an amazing book. I keep coming back to it. It has such good lessons and such good uh, viewpoints in it. So I find that book especially has helped us really in our business get to where we are yeah for me uh like my medium of choice is podcasts um i don't read a lot of books not because i don't like to read i do like to read um but i just prefer to listen to a podcast and listen to those real stories right from the person's mouth um anything sports tech related anything entrepreneurship related every morning i listen to the locked on senators podcast uh for uh you know an overview of the night before but um jason calacanis is a, a well-known investor in Silicon Valley. Uh, he's got a couple podcasts uh, and obviously Gary Vee has uh, a few different podcasts as well. So those are just a few of the ones that I'm really into. I hope you can listen to some, of our, some more of ours, but that's fine. Of course. <laughs> I subscribed today, so I'm officially a subscriber. Well done, so. well done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, what's keeping you up at night? Uh, what isn't keeping us up at night? <laughs> um, I, I'm the one, like being the night hawk, I'm usually the one that, that's, that keeps me up at night, whereas Chris is the one in the morning who's uh, who's thinking of all these things. So um, I think for us, it's just, you know, continuing to to grow. How do we continue to innovate? How do we continue to uh, think of new ideas and make those ideas stick? Uh, we all we often talk about crossing the chasm, where when you have a brand new product and you have something that hasn't been done before, you have your early adopters, but then you also have a lot of people who don't get it, who don't understand, who are just kind of, they give that pushback. So for us, uh, for me especially, it's always like, how do we continue crossing that chasm and seeing it start to happen is really validating, but that chasm keeps me up at night. Chris? I, I was going to say Shannon's cold feet, but I realized we were talking about business. So, <laughs> um, no, I would, I would say, um, you know, just every day I'm talking to, you know, pitching teams. My part of the business is more on the sales and business development side. So right. I'm always thinking two steps ahead in a lot of strategy. So um, not that it keeps me up in a bad way. It actually keeps me up in a good way. I love to like think of like the next move and how this person can introduce someone to, you know, there's so many connections we we cite all the time. Like we should draw a spider web of like how many people have like connected us to this person. So those are uh, some of the things that I, I like to think about. So you're in Cornwall. I mean, you think you're going to be able to keep building this in Canada or are you going to have to go offshore? So, so we're headquartered um, just outside of Cornwall. We have a satellite office in Ottawa. The Ottawa community has been wonderful to us as well. Um, but you know, we're we're really grateful. We have so many partners in the U.S. Uh, we were part of a, uh, an, a tech accelerator down in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, so we're really lucky that we've been able to travel a lot and and build these startup communities in the U.S. For us, we are a proud Canadian company. So thinking about kind of changing that um right now it doesn't make sense um i know like chris said the idea of being a global company sometimes that is just one of the things that comes with it uh but for now i mean it's just it's really nice we're we're happy to to be here in canada we're proud canadians and proud to be kind of putting 
the, the Cornwall area, at least in the Ottawa area on the map? I would say like we travel a lot. So sometimes when we see people we haven't seen in a while, they're like, wow, you're back in town. I thought you were living in California. And we're like, no, no, we we're just traveling. Um, and the other thing too, is like, we're a remote company. So we have, we have employees all across Canada. Uh, yeah. While Shannon and I are based in just outside of Cornwall here in Martintown, we have employees right across Canada. So we have talked um, and we're going to get to a point where we're going to need uh, to be boots on the ground in really important cities. Tampa Bay is a really great sports hub. Uh, California has a ton of opportunities. So Minnesota is another place that we've been drawn to. So we've definitely come across places that, you know, we could settle in, open an office uh, in the States. But for now, working remotely, this is uh, the best place for us. And when we have, you know, important calls and, and great, awesome podcasts like this one, uh, we run into town to a co-working space. So it's uh, a quality skip. Well, I'm looking at my timing and I'm, I'm reaching the end of that magic, you know, 20, 25 minutes that, uh, that that's sort of where, where we sit. It's been really good. How can people get a hold of you? You know, I mean, you know maybe we've got some sports people and they want to get a hold of you, you know. <laughs> Great question. Um, we are very active on LinkedIn. Um, so definitely look us up on LinkedIn, follow both of us. Uh, for me, um, you can also reach me at Shannon at fansaves.com. Very easy. Uh, check out our website, fansaves.com. Um, you can also scroll down to the bottom of that and there's other links that will get us get you to more information about fansaves. Um, yeah, reach out. We love, you know, talking to other people, other founders. Um, you know, that's that's really what this is all about is just we're all in it together in this startup world. So I hope that people reach out and Chris, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, nothing to add there. Uh, I have a slight addiction to LinkedIn. So if you're looking to connect with me, that would be the best place. But uh, Shannon mentioned all the other platforms that were on. So. Okay. Well, Chris, Shannon, great meeting you. Uh, really, really interesting. I'll be I'll be watching for fan saves and very interested to see to see where you're taking it. Okay. It's been, been great meeting you though. Thanks, Thanks so much Thank for having us so today, Philip. Okay. Thank you.